Good morning, Identity Church. I hope y'all have had a great week. I know I have. This has been the most topsy-turvy. We're going through more transition than you can transition. You know, if there was more transition, then I think I would be, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can handle it, but we're, we're doing good. Everybody's doing good. We're transitioning well into 2023. Do you know that one of the things that I wanted to do in 2023 is I wanted to introduce y'all to, to a few people that have helped mentor me. Because in 2015, the Lord told us, me and Heather, that we were going to start doing ministry, right? We were going to go and be pastors. And so, you know, Pastor Jim McCann III, he was going to Jacksonville. So we went and we were, co or, you know, associate pastors with him in Jacksonville, Alabama for a year. And then this man right here decides to move back, like, I guess right around the same yeah, time. 14. Yeah. 2014 time frame and I actually I didn't know Brad that well but he was he was known in all the circles and everything in fact the first time I'd met him when he came back he was actually in a house we were trying to buy that's right we met and in he an was, open house he was cooking <laughs> cookies yes and and I didn't know him from Adam I mean I really didn't and Heather had told me oh yeah that's Brad Hallman and, you know and so you know I didn't know I didn't know anything about him. He then came to uh, VCF for a couple times, yeah. and but he started going to Life of Faith, uh, and Life of Faith was was actually producing faith. Producing at that time. faith back in the day, yeah. So mm -hmm. so it it was over off of Grant's Mill. Um, uh, it's not the big church Highlands. It's across the street. Other side from, of the street. Yeah, yeah, other side of the street. More word, less traffic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More less traffic. I like that. But the the point the point that I'm trying to get to is that you know God brings people all the way from Canada or from Mexico to help a country boy like me, right? Amen. Brad was one of these people that was brought back Amen. here, I believe, to help me and Heather. Amen. Because we didn't know and we didn't have the help. We didn't know where to go. You know, we'd been a part of ministries, but those ministries were established and they didn't know any, I mean, they, they weren't looking for another associate pastor, yeah. right? I mean, so we were, I was going to Karis Bible College and through uh, Mark and Jennifer Manchin, we mm -hmm. found out that Brad and Selena was wanting to start uh, another church, another branch of Life of Faith. Mm -hmm. And so we went to, we went to Life of Faith in 2016 and we started you know, doing, or 2017, I yeah. believe it was. It was 2017. And we started just, you know, hanging out with Brad and Selena. We had church in my home. We had church at, you know, these other places all around Gardendale. And uh, eventually, they actually got a building. Yep. Once we left, it got really good for them. <laughs> I, it, we, we brought them down a couple of levels, and they just, they're taking off since we've been gone. But, no, but what happened was is that, and this is a blessing. I want you guys to know about this because this is another testimony. Amen. They got a full church building in Warrior, Alabama for peanuts. That's right. Absolutely. Amazing. For nothing. Measly amounts of money for a really good building. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I got to go up there and do a conference for them. I think it was like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. When they first got into the, to the building, it's awesome. And so, you know, I'm just glad to see what God is doing in them Amen. and what God is doing in Life of Faith North. 
they they are reaching people up in the 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 warrior area and it's been amazing to see you guys it really has been but i just wanted to let you know that some of the people that have mentored me that's been my friend that has walked with me brad and selena hallman have been there with us so we love, love you guys. You, love you so I am much. so excited to hear what you guys have to say Amen. this morning. Praise God. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I know. I'm, I'm looking forward for you and your people. God's got a neat word for you guys today. And it's truly true. It's, it's, uh, it's a thought that has come to me in the last couple of weeks, and I've marinated on it. But I really think today what the Lord would say is for you, specifically Amen. for you people that are present, physically here, those that are watching online. I think as well, but I really do am excited about that. It's Amen. already been a confirmation uh, already. Amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Thank Pastor you. Brad Hall. Amen. Hey, can uh, can Selena come up and just say hi? You want to say hi? Say with the microphone. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say um, our church family in Warrior, they're worshiping this morning. They are so excited that we get to be here with Absolutely. you guys today. So I want you to know that the friendship really extends from us, but into our church families. Amen. You have a church family that loves you, that right now is praying for you and for what the Lord has for you today up in Warrior. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to tell you, because when we put the little uh, message in our group me for our church, Everybody was like, oh, that's exciting. You're going to yeah. be there. Please say hi. You know, all the things. So it's like cousins. You know, it's like cousins. <laughs> and, and, and we get to see you, and, and they're over there. But know that you're on their heart Absolutely. today Absolutely. as we get to minister to you guys. It's an honor to be here. It's a privilege yeah. to be here. And the friendship God has just given us with your pastors is priceless. And it, is, it has a big kingdom, kingdom yes. impact. yes. God works that way. Absolutely. And so we just love to see what God is doing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's Very it. good. Thank you. Amen. And I just want to say for you guys, I really look at Identity Church. You guys are an extension of our church family. Mm -hmm. Amen. In many, many ways. You are not just another church in town from our eyes. Amen. From our eyes, you are, you are us and we are you. Right. And it's, 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 we're a family and it's really mm -hmm. awesome. And so much so, I mean, again, I, I, I love y'all's town because actually I work here now. A couple of days a week, I'm up here at the Copper Train just up the road, right on the, around the corner. And so I've become uh, a quasi-member uh, of Alabaster, I guess, or whatever, resident, because I just enjoy uh, working and helping that family. But just your city and what God's wanting to do and to be a part is amazing. Amen? Amen. I mean, well, let's pray, and we'll jump into the Word. Uh, Father, we come to you, and we're just so grateful. And Lord, today we thank you. That we get to sit in the sunshine of your smile today. Amen. We're so grateful, Lord, that we are vitally connected to your resurrected life. And Lord God, that we get to enjoy the life you've given us. And we get to enjoy the course you have set before us. And so today, just uh, help me, Father, to communicate what you've placed on the inside of me. And Holy Spirit, together, help all of us learn and grow and flourish together in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So just to kind of, again, set up this morning a little bit, uh, if I can, uh, this is gonna be a very dynamic, interactive uh, time that we spend together. Actually, I'm gonna ask Matt here every now and then, at least maybe twice today. Can you just come up and play in 
the Holy Spirit. Can you just come up and play? Yeah, no, not right. I'll call you in just a minute. When you come, I'll give you time to do. Because uh, as we kind of walk through what the Lord has for us and shares for us today, I really want, I believe there'll be in the moment opportunities for you to respond to what God is going to do in your heart. Does that make sense? And I want you to get ready for that. As things come, we're just going to take a pause and, and Matt will come up and, and, and play for us. And I want you guys to pray and to, to just really ask God to show you what we're talking about. And if you've got a notepad or a, or, or a phone or whatever, I want you to be ready to write down what you hear and, and record it and hold on to it. Uh, because today, uh, it's going to help the course of your life. And, I, and, and Destiny, I am not a hyperbolic speaker at all. <coughs> Right. Uh, I jokingly say, you know, whenever I, I, I write my first book, you know, you always read Christian books and on the back it always says, you know, and this is a dynamic person and this will change your life forever. And my book is going to say, maybe <laughs> <laughs> if you read it and apply it, it'll change your life. Right. But today I really think for you guys here um, that this is going to be a marking moment for many of you. Right. Uh, I believe for all of you. So go with me. So two places to, to the front end. Go to the book of Hebrews and go to the book of 2 Timothy. And the book of Hebrews will begin there and we're going to start in the 12th chapter. And we're going to look at the first verses. And, and again, just to set up Hebrews chapter 12, it, it comes right after Hebrews chapter 11, which is called the great faith chapter. And in Hebrews chapter 11, you, you hear these stories of, you know, by faith, Abraham did this. And by faith, Moses did this. And by faith, so-and-so did this. And it runs through this whole list of people and what they did by faith. And then we jump into chapter 12, and it's a connector. It says, therefore, we also. Everybody say, me too. Me you too. too. You too. There is a faith life for you. There is a faith life for you to live just like the people in Hebrews chapter 11. Right? We also, since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, it says, let us lay aside the sin and the weight which so easily ensnares us. And here's the part, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Right? And that phrase there, and let us run the race that is set before us. Did you know you have a race in your life to run? You have a course to do. And, and I'm going to be bold here. And I'm talking yes to all of you that are older in age. There is still a race to run. Does that make sense? How many of you woke up breathing? Yeah. Anybody wake up breathing? Anybody not wake up breathing today? I mean, <laughs> but if you woke up and you're breathing, if you woke up at all and you're alive, if you woke up and you rolled out of bed in any form or fashion, whether happy or sad, doesn't matter. You have a race to run. You have a race that has been set out by Jesus for you. See, the reason why we look to Jesus is twofold. Number one, he teaches us how to run the race. And I think we teach a lot about it and should in church. But he's also the one who marked out the course. He's the one who set 
the path of the race. Now, if y'all know me, I know that I'm not an exercise person, <laughs> much to my wife's chagrin, but I'm changing. I, I'm changing. We're, we're working on that. 2023, the thinner me, right? I mean, that's kind of, you know, we're working on that, right? And so, but hey, listen, I, I have, I've seen people run races. Anybody ever run a race here? Anybody done a race? Have you ran something sometime? Did somebody mark out the race? Aren't you glad they did? Right. How about this? Did anybody set up a finish line? Why do you think that's important? So you know when that sucker's over. <laughs> Can you imagine running a race that had no finish line? Come on now, think, I want you to imagine you're ready, you're suited up, you've been, and they say, go, and you start running, and you have no idea where the finish is. You, know how, you have no idea when it's over. Listen to me, there's an interesting, there's a reason why Jesus chose to use the word race through the Apostle Paul. Because for your life, there is a set course and there is a finish line. And I'm going to be bold. And that finish line is not death. Dying is many times in the church world. That's when we say, well, they're finished their race. How do you know? He did. <laughs> Does that make sense? Have you been to funerals like that? And, and many times we can think that way. Well, death is the finish line. No, 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 no. Death is just an event that happens. That's all death is. Death is just a transition from this plane of existence to another plane of existence. Listen to me. Death has nothing to do with your course. Death has nothing to do with your course. I'm going to be bold. Retirement has nothing to do with your course. Come on now. Jesus has everything to do with your course and what he has set for you and the finish he has given you are what matter in life. Not the dollar amount we've earned, not the accomplishments we've made. Does that make sense? I'm going to do what my daughter Audra says. I'm going to go ahead and just lead with the ball. And it's the people who are the course and the finish. People. I've said this for years. There are only two eternal things on planet earth. Only two things will last forever. The word of God and the hearts of men. They're the only things that we'll, we will carry for. Everything we invest into for eternity are with the two eternal things. Right? How we invest our life into the word and how we invest our life into people are all that matter. Everything else is temporary. Everything. Everybody say everything else everything is, temporary. is temporary. Amen. But people in the word are eternal. Does that, does that make sense? So see, there's a course for you to run. There is a finish, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second, for you. And you can know when you're finished. The finish line is, again, go back to our imagination. In a race, is the finish line a mystery? <laughs> Come on. No, in a race, right, they normally have a big thing going on. There's a tape. There's something. There's horns. There's... You know, I've been watching some of these, like I'm, I'm thinking about doing one of those mud run things. 
You know what I mean? Where you do all this obstacle course thing and stuff. And, and I've been watching all these videos on them. And at the end, they set something on fire and you jump through the flames. And that's how you end the race. Right? Huh? Evil Knievel, right? I mean, I, but listen, but you know, listen, guys, I want to tell you, you can know when your race is over. You can know by the spirit of God when your course is done. So that two things, so that A, you can know when it's time to go home and B, you can know how to celebrate. See, I think many reasons why our older generations, they, they, they are in fear and, and they struggle is because they don't know if they finished the race. They don't know if it's done. But you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt. Go to 2 Timothy, I told you, chapter 4. This is okay this morning? I, I hope this is inspiring. Right? But I also know it will be challenging. Does that make sense? Right? Because it will be challenging. And again, and I speak is with much love and compassion as I know, especially for all of you that are older in age. Because our culture teaches us that it's time to sit on the porch and rock. It's time to sit down and just finish out good. I'm glad to hear the not me. Who, how many old people say not me? You know, how many, here's a movie if you want to watch it this afternoon. I highly recommend it. Anybody seen Secondhand Lions? Anybody? It's one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen a movie, it's called Secondhand Lions. You need to go home this afternoon, rent it. You need to watch Secondhand Lions. And, and this is what I want your heart to be. There's my favorite phrase in the whole movie is the main characters say, well, he died with his boots on. I, I want to die with my boots on. How about you? I mean, it'd be my greatest heart's desire that whenever my time's over, it'll be my last message and I'll know it. And I'll pray amen at the end and I'll fall over dead right there. And they'll just roll me off into a box and go ahead and do the funeral at the same moment. Just all in one. Come on now. Has it, listen. You don't have to fade out. You don't have to retire away. Amen. Amen. You can live every day knowing that the course is still before me and the finish is in sight. Because again, remember when you run a race and they put that finish line up, you know how to meter yes. yourself. And what happens when you round the corner and you see it? What happens? That's when you know, man, let's give her because we're almost done. Let's go. And that's where Paul is in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, it says in verse 6, Paul says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering to God. I love that. Paul is alive and he's well. And he's really in this place. He is writing from prison and he's facing execution. And I believe he's excited. <laughs> I don't believe he's afraid. I don't believe he's scared. I think he's bouncing Amen. on the inside. And he's going, oh man, I knew this was coming. And I'm being poured out now as an offering to God. Right? And he's writing his closest son in the faith. And he says, for the time of Avalos, the time of my departure is at hand. If I can say this, I want us to change the way we look at death. 
Death isn't an end, it's a departure. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Death is when you get excited to go on a trip. Anybody going anywhere this year? Amen. So Celine and I, we did 25 years of marriage this year. Woohoo! That's our 25th and just a few weeks. We're 25 years of marriage. She's put up with me that long, hadn't killed me yet. It's amazing. Amen. But we're planning on going somewhere this year. Don't know quite where yet, but we're excited. Amen. That's what I bought her for Christmas. I bought her a little guidebook and a little travel book. I said, where are we going? Right. Where are we going? But we're excited to go. Right. That should be death for us. There should be a departure. We should have an expectation. Amen. We should get packing if you know you're round in the corner. Come on now. Amen. He said, but the time of my departure is at hand. Now notice verse seven. This is where I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, in, in Paul's life, he knew, he said, there was a fight to win. There was a race to run. And there was a faith to keep. Amen. See, he, he, what marked Paul's life is he knew those three things were happening all the time. There was a fight going on. There was a race being won. There was a faith that was being kept. And those were the motivations of his existence. And they're all tied to people. For time's sake and looking at stuff, you can go back and look in Philippians chapter around. Well, I've got it written down. You can write it down here. And I'm going to go to these. Where did I put those? Amen. In Philippians chapter 1, around the 21st verse, Paul says, For to me... For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And he goes on and he begins to express to the Philippians who were his closest church, by the way. The Philippian church were closer to Paul than any of the other ones that he planted. And he's writing them. And he's saying, and I love in the old King James, it's my favorite phrase. I've memorized it. He says, and I'm in a straight betwixt two. And we'd say it in Alabama like this is I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place. Whether to accept death and go and be with Jesus, which is far better, or to believe God to be released from this, which is better for you. Does that mean? And Paul said, man, it's just a tough choice. Where do I activate my faith? To die or to live? And then Paul tells them, but for you. I live in faith for you. I activate faith for you that you would be improved. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you this question? And you want to write it down? Who are you believing God for? Who are you believing God? And, and I'm saying not just so much believing God for salvation. We'll get to that maybe in a minute. I'm saying who are you believing for in this life? When you believe for healing, who are you believing for? When you believe for prosperity, who are you believing for? When you believe to hear the voice of God and know what to do, who are you believing God for? I, I personally believe there are many who are not experiencing the promises of God because they don't know who they're believing for. They're just believing for themselves. They're just wanting healing for them. They're just wanting prosperity for them. They're just wanting purpose and calling for them. They don't know who they're believing for. Who are you believing for? Because Paul said there's a faith to keep. 
But not just a faith for me. There's a faith for you. See, I'm, I'm believing God for you. I'm believing God for about 24 people that are meeting right now in Warrior, Alabama. I'm believing God for that second row that's sitting there. Right? I'm believing God for people who no longer believe in me. Come on. Do you know who you're believing God for? Amen. I want you to write that. We're going to give you a moment to find out if you don't know. Who are you believing God for? Paul says then to Colossians church in chapter 2. And I got to go there because I didn't record that one down. So if you're going to go there with me in Colossians chapter 2. Is this okay this morning? Y'all all right? I mean, good. This is me a pensive message, but I, hopefully it's inspiring. Colossians chapter 2. Paul says, I'll for, I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you. And that word conflict there is literally the same Greek word he used in Hebrews when he talked about running your race. It's the same word. Paul says, I have a fight. I, I have a conflict I have for you and for those that are in Laodicea, for as many has not seen my face in the flesh. Now listen to that. So Paul said, Paul said, I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. Can I ask you this question? Who are you fighting for? Paul was fighting for the Colossians. That's who he was fighting for. And he goes on, I'm going to read it because I knew this would probably bless Dusty. And this is why he's fighting, verse 2, that their hearts would be encouraged, that they would be knit together in love, that they would attain to all the riches of the full assurance of the understanding of the mystery of God. That sounds like identity church to me. When I read that earlier this week, I thought that sounds like y'all. But listen, that's what Paul was fighting for. He was fighting for the Colossians, but what was he fighting for for them? For those things, that they would be encouraged, that their hearts would be joined together, that they would know the full mystery of what was done for them in Jesus Christ. And he was fighting for that for them. Does that make sense? Now, listen, I believe we can believe God and should for revelation for ourselves. All of Paul's prayers in the New Testament were revelatory prayers, right? But listen to me, I'm fighting for the revelation for you. Amen. Amen. I'm fighting that it be revealed to you. Who are you fighting for? Do you know them? Can, Can you see their face? Do you know their name? Do you know where they come from? Do you know where they're going? And why it's important to fight. Does, it, does that make sense? Back to Philippians, if you will. Philippians chapter 4. Paul said in verse 1, he said, Therefore my beloved, and I love this, and longed for brethren. I love that language Paul used. Can I ask you that question? Who are you longing for? Who are you longing? And you can't use Jesus. We're all longing for Jesus. Right? That's, that's an easy answer. I'm talking about here, alive, on this planet, right now, who are you longing for? Who are the people you are longing for? Because he goes on to say, you are my joy 
and you are my crown. See, the Philippians, Paul was running his race for the Philippians. He actually, that word crown is the word that talks about the victor's crown. We would, in our language today, we would call it, you are my joy and you are the gold medal of my life. Guys, listen to me, right? Did you know, can you imagine this with me? You're going to get to heaven and Jesus will put a gold medal around your neck and it'll be stamped with the names of people. Did you know that we talk about the beauty and the richness of heaven? Why do you say that, Brad? If you read Revelation, and heaven is built with these wonderful stones, and it says, and the bottom stones of the very foundation of heaven have people's names stamped on the stone. See, heaven builds things with people's names. Amen. Because, see, you're running, and as you run, you're running for people. Who are they? Who are you running for? Who are you running for? Do you know who they are? Amen. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Is this inspiring you this morning? Hopefully this is not too heavy. Why don't you just do this? Why don't you look next to somebody next to you and say, I'm running for you. I'm fighting for you. Amen. I'm believing for you. 2 Corinthians. This is interesting. We don't want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 when you want to start talking about giving. And they truly are the great giving chapters of the New Testament. Right? Some chapters, if you want to write them down, just the pastor in me. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 will talk to you about New Testament giving. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 will talk to you about New Testament love. Right? As we've already said, Hebrews chapter 11 will teach you about New Testament faith. There's some hallmark chapters in the Bible. But it's interesting right here in the middle of chapter 8 in verse 16, it seems like Paul changed subjects, but he didn't. He says this in verse 16, he says, But thanks be unto God who put the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. Did you see that? Paul says, I thank God for Titus. Why? Because God put you, the Corinthians, into Titus's heart. Did you know God wants to give you a people? God wants to give you a people, a group of people. And he wants to take those people and deposit them into your heart. Do you know who your people are? Who are your God-given people? Do you know? Awesome. Very good. And again, this is that's awesome. Right? If you're here, now listen, if you, if you don't know, that's okay. That's all right. You can know. Most people don't know they got a people because they don't know God wants to give you a people. <laughs> Does that make sense? Most times we don't know because we well, I didn't know. I didn't know God wanted to give me a people. 
I've studied over some years now, and I've found five, what I call them, my thing, and my study is not exhaustive at all, but I have found five living inheritances from God. Five things that Jesus and the Holy Spirit said, these are your inheritance straight from your Father to you while you're still alive. Right? And one of them is your people. That part of your inheritance, part of you being born again and brought into the kingdom of God is God gives you a people to steward. He gives you a people to fight for, believe for, run for, live for. He gives you a people. They're yours. They're your inheritance. That's why with confidence, David says in Psalms chapter 2, that's why you can ask God to give you a nation. Amen. You can ask God and he will give you a nation. I've got four of them in a note in my phone. And they're my nations. And for some years now, I've asked God, give me that place. Give me that people. I want the, I stick my hand. I volunteer. I'll go. Does that make sense? They're mine. Some of them I know by the Spirit of God, I'll never see them with my physical eyes, but some of those people sitting right there will. My kids will see them. One of them, I, can I just tell you, one of them, there's, it's, a, it's a group of people, it's an ethnic group, they're called the Romanis, right? And they're the gypsies. Uh, they're actually the last ancestors of the Roman Empire, if you look at their history. And as they were kicked out, they turned nomadic in their culture and they wander around Europe, all the way from Eastern Europe to, to the UK. They're the most despised and uh, put down, uh, what is that, um, segregated, what's the other words we use for people like that? The ostracized, you know, we, we did it to the African Americans here in the South, right? That we, this, they're segregated, all this stuff is the Romani people, right? And for years, decades, I've prayed for them. Like Paul, Lord, if there's any way, I'd love to go. If there's any way in your will that I could see them, I'd go. Right? And for years, and, and I'm just, Selena's now, I've, just privately, my own self, when I'm alone in the woods and are hunting and fishing, and I'll pray for these people. Right? And about a year or so ago, in a service at, at our campus, right, we had some guests and some friends come in, and there was a time, and I was praying over, and I'll pick on Savannah. I was praying over Savannah, right? And I'm sorry. Well, I was picking on you, and I'll just pick on you just for a minute. I was praying over you, and you, never, you didn't know this. You know, sometimes God tells you something that's just for you, and he'll let you know when to share it. I'm sharing it for the first time with you guys publicly because it'll fit right here. And I prayed. I was praying over you, and, and there, and the Holy Spirit said, about you he said she'll see people you've only prayed for she'll see people and she'll go places that you've only prayed for you'll never see them in this life but she'll see them does that make sense amen and i thought it was just for savannah so i held that in my heart like i said mary did and i've pondered those things in my heart until sophia my one of my older daughters calls me and says dad i'm going on this missions trip I'm going to Hungary. We're all excited. And guess who we're going to get to go to? She says, the Romani peoples. <laughs> I just began to cry. And I said, okay, wow, that was bigger. 
Is it, God, listen, who are your people? Listen, who are your people? You must know who yours are. Why? Because your course is all about them. Whatever you build is not about the building of that thing. It's about the people God has given you and that's why you're building it. The things you create, the career you choose, the course of your life is for the people he has given to your heart. Everything we do is for them. Come on now. Who are they? Do you know your people? Amen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Matt, can you come and pray just for a minute? Amen. If you would, just where you are, I just want you to begin to ask God, and for real, I want you to get out a piece of paper or some way to record what it is, and I want you to write down who are your people. Amen. If, you've already, if you're like me and you've already done it, and you've got them on a list somewhere, buried in a note like I do on my phone, Amen. I want you to pull that note up and let's take a minute. And I want you to think about them and pray for them. Amen. Here, after we take this time, I, I want to share one more verse with you. And I think we'll be done and help you more be able to define those people. But I just feel like a pause right now for, for you to just begin to, in your own heart, say, God, show me my people. Who are my people? Who are the ones you have given me? Who are the ones? Hmm. And again, and well, Brad, how do I know? They're going to pop right up in your heart right now. They've probably already been with you for some time. Why? Because they always pop up. And they're like a, I don't know if you've, uh, if you ever played with a ball in the pool. Anybody ever played with a ball in the pool? Amen. And you push the ball down. And no matter how hard you try, you can try to hang on to it. What does that ball do? It pops right back up. There's people all throughout your life and they've just popped up all the time. And no matter how much you may have tried to say, oh, well, that's just me. Or, oh, that's just, well, of course, you know, that's not God. That's just too obvious. Yeah, well, of course. And you, and you try to push, they just keep popping up. You just keep bumping into them in, in your mind's eye, in your imagination. Or you literally bump into them in life. I've noticed to pay attention to that. You keep bumping into the same kind of person over and over and over again. And you might sit there and try to push that down as coincidence. Right? Oh, it's just coincidence. Oh, my, well, yeah, it's my, my job brings me to those kind of people. My, no, 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 no. If they keep, if you keep bumping into folk, they're your people. <laughs> Amen. Who are they? Just begin to write them down. If you would, just begin to pray for them right now. Just in your own words. Just begin to, just as, as the Holy Spirit would bring words to your mind, just begin to pray for those people. Hallelujah. Mm. And I pray, I pray for them, Father, in Jesus' name. Pray in the Spirit. Feel welcome to pray in the Spirit for them. Hallelujah.
Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ask God for them right now. Say, Lord, give me those people. Lord, I, I say right now, Lord, they're mine in Jesus' name. Amen. They're mine. They're my inheritance. Amen. Hmm. Amen. They're mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir, I see that pattern. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I say, Lord, if you're willing, say, Father, now give me the words to say to them. Hallelujah. Give me the words to say. Lord, my commitment is I'll speak them boldly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I won't hold back. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, show me the ideas. Lord, the things, the creative ideas I can put my hand to that will bring life to them, that will bring connection and relationship to them. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. Father, show me how to structure my calendar, my finances, my time for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pray. He'll give them to you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. And then if you'll permit me one more thing I'm going to do, and this came during praise and worship. Can I come down here? Does that mess anything up? Is that all right? And I'm just going to come down because this was there, and this is for you, Heather. Amen. But when you were singing, you were singing that song about I just want to speak the name of Jesus. And, and you hit that word about over all depression and anxiety and fear and man there was a, a spirit in your voice not the words but literally in your voice that hit me right here and those are your people <laughs> those are your people amen and, and I think it's not shocking that's why you teach because you're with those people amen so I'm just going to share with you and I just speak that over you in the name of Jesus they're your people Amen. Amen. So just continue to grow in boldness for them in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'll share something with you. I learned recently Jesus talked about it when he said, I have been anointed with the Holy One. He says when he came out of the desert, right? And he says, you know, he did that whole to, to, to speak to the blind. And he goes through this passage. He says to heal the brokenhearted. 
That's your voice. I mean, and with your voice and with what you will declare in the name of Jesus, you'll literally mend broken hearts. And I want you to imagine that. Then the one that got me was, as it comes down a couple lines and he says, to bring liberty to the oppressed. And that word oppressed literally means the shattered. So see, see the brokenhearted can be healed, but the shattered have to be remade. They have to be remade in freedom. They have to be remade in liberty. And you need to expect that you will have words that will literally remake souls. <laughs> Amen. By the power of the anointing of the Spirit of God, you will literally speak into people and you will remake their soul. Their soul will be remade because you can't glue shattered together. Shattered just has to be swept away and something new has to be made in its place. And so expect to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And that's kind of what that looks like if you ever wonder. Amen. Amen. Pay attention. God, will, he's given you a people. Do you begin to see anybody here is this helping you? Can you see some more of your people? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, go with me. And Matt, you can just keep playing real quick. I'm going to share real quick and we'll land the plane. Has this been okay for you, Pastor Dust? This is good. Because this is for your church. You guys are, are, are at, at beginnings. Amen. Who, who are the people of Identity Church? Who were your people? Do you know who they are? Do you know who they are? Amen. And if you're like, well, Brad, I still, man, okay, this is a strange message, Brad. <laughs> I want you to go to Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to, felt impressed of the Spirit during worship as well. I, this, this, this verse wasn't in my mind until just this morning. Um, to look at some kind of some parameters, if you will, I don't know, or examples of people. If you're still going, well, man, what, I'm still not 100%. What could this look like? In Acts chapter 1, very famous, and it says in, in verse 8, it says, But you, everybody say me, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Praise God. Amen. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you? And he's going to give you power when he comes upon you so that, now notice this, and this is what I hadn't seen before, so that he can give you a people to witness to. He says this power will come on you and it will make you a witness of him and his resurrection. And then he begins to give out these rings. He says, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And I'd never seen before that the power of the Spirit will give you your people. It's connected to your people, right? So these people can look like Jerusalem. Jerusalem is your home. It's your home. It's your hometown. It's what's familiar. I, I do think Jerusalem can represent your family. Those that dwell with you and live with you. Amen. Those are your people. Obviously, right? They carry your name. Some of you are still paying for them. I'm still paying for some of mine, right? I mean... <laughs> Amen. Does that make sense? So, so, so where does this, where do I, well, look at home first. Always start at home. Right? Always start at home. Who is yours of your family? And I know we all say all of them, but the Lord will highlight from time to time people in your family for you. They're your people. Amen. Then it says Judea. 
in Judea in this kind of stuff are people that are like you. Right? Judea was just other Jews in that time. But for you, right, it's just people like you. People who may come from your same background, socioeconomic status, right? Circumstantial surroundings, people that are in your world because that's your world, right? That's your Judea. So there's a people there also for you, right? Then there's Samaria. And here's the one that where we kind of lose people because a lot of people can shake their head and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brad, I get it. Yeah, my, my family, my home. Yeah, yeah, those that are like me, that, those are easy. That's the low-hanging fruit. Jerusalem and Judea, that's the easy ones, right? Samaria are people that are not like you. If you don't know who the Samaritans were, the Samaritans were half-breed Jews. They were half-Gentile, half-Jew. So they were kind of in, but not really. Right, and they were ostracized. They were different, had different customs, different things, different... Aspen, you read that. Hey, in our world, in your world, there are people that are kind of like you, but kind of not. People who've suffered depression and anxiety are, fall in the Samaritan category. Does that make sense? Because they kind of look like you, but they're kind of not like you. And you kind of don't know what to do with them. Because <laughs> they're a little not like you. Right? Or it could be a, a local ethnic group. They're American, but eh. <laughs> They're not my kind. They're Samaritans, right? Hey, listen, this is a pathway. God begins us at home and he'll begin. I think he'll walk you through. He'll give you your family. He'll give you people like you. And then he'll begin to give you people that are not like you. People that are different than you. Sometimes that's people that are different interests, different personalities. Does that make sense? I'll pick on Dusty and I a little bit. Dusty and I are different from one another. Similar but different. And, and in the beginning of our friendship, we were like, wow, okay, we're, we're not like each other. We're from here, but you ain't from here. I ain't from here. We all, we, we different. But I've learned that really, to be honest, if I can encourage you, the greatest and deepest friendships I have come from all of those that are different than me. Amen. So who are your Samaritans? Right? And then finally, right, into the ends of the earth. And I think God really will lead you and he'll give you nations. We've already said it in Psalms chapter 2. He'll give you whole nations that you can own in the, in the realm of the Spirit. And that'll help guide your giving. It'll help guide your missions. It'll help guide your everything. Who are your nations? Does that, does that help at all? Kind of give you these rings to paint that picture? But Identity Church, that was the thing is I wanted you to know who your people are. The time to know your people is here. To know who they are. To know their face. To know their situation. To know their name. To know their backstory. Amen. To know where they're coming from. And then to believe. To fight run for their benefit. Amen. Amen. So Father, we love you so much. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for our people. Lord, thank you for who you have entrusted us with. Lord, thank you for your trust that you would give us whole nations of people to steward and to believe for, for the sake of the kingdom. So Father, today, Lord, 
for those who know who they are, Lord, we one more time say, Lord, they're mine, and I thank you for them. For those that are still, this might be new, and they're, and they're still searching, that, Lord God, that you would show them their people, Lord. And, I've, and I declare, I say, beginning this week, beginning today, they begin to see people differently, and they begin to take good ownership of people and go, yeah, that, that person's mine. They're mine. I, I claim them for my inheritance for the kingdom. And I order my life to live for their benefit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Dustin. Amen. Amen. You know, he said that, you know, God, a lot of times when, you know, he'll, whatever your job is, God put me with a bunch of computers. I don't know. <laughs> what am I, what am I supposed to do, Brad? I, I'm the I'm the nerd, I guess. I'm gonna go preach the gospel to the computers. No, but this was awesome. In fact, I, I you know I want to say this one thing. You know, as as somebody like you know, Pastor Brad was talking about how him and Selena have been married for 25 years. Well, of that 25 years, they've been doing like mission work, and they've been out in the field being pastors, uh, you know, missionaries. I mean, they've been to, to Mexico, Canada, I mean, uh, what? Um, Peru. Guatemala, Spain, Thailand. More places than I've been, okay? I'll just tell you. But, you know, one of the things I think is really awesome is that, you know, you and Selena have had so much time to, to get your stuff together that I think one of the things about your race is that you need to become those mentors to those that mentor I, that's what I kind of see for you and Selena is that is that you're when you pointed to your kids the moment you said your kids will see some of their faces that you will never see that to me said the next step is that you're going to mentor people for those people. That's what I heard from the Holy Spirit, is being believe in God that there's going to be people that are going to be in those countries and in those places that you're looking for, that they don't know how to reach those people. The ones that you say, hey, send me, Lord, but they come back and, you, and they say, but Brad, you help me to understand where my Jerusalem, my Samaria and the end of the world is. And so I'm really believing that you guys are going to transition into that. Because you've been so many places and you've done so many things. I think that there's a lot of, there's, a, there's going to be a lot of interest. And God's going to put you around people that can disciple other people. So I'm just speaking that into your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I feel like we need to pray over both of y'all. Can y'all come up here? Can everybody you know, stretch out your hand? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray over Brad and Selena because I see that they are going into a transition as well. And I, I, I just want them to see what God has for them. Because I know that Selena's got a book out. It's been going all over like South America and you know, for parenting. And so, in a lot of ways, you're already doing a lot of those things. So, I'm going to pray over you. Father, we come to you in Christ Jesus' name. I just pray in Jesus' name over Brad. I thank you, dear Lord, that you are giving him 
the, the understanding of where to go next. I thank you, dear Lord, that you are strengthening his relationships with people, not only here in Alabama, but also around the world. I thank you, dear Lord, that you are, you are bringing them to, to this awesome place of being able to disciple others. And Father, I just thank you, dear Lord. Um, I pray over Selena. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that all those connections that she's getting in South America and Mexico and all, all around the world for the parenting books, I thank you, Father, that you are just expanding their ministry. You're expanding their understanding of where to go next. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you are you're giving them direction right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.